I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pod bless everybody. I'm your host of OPP, Corey Cambridge. And before we get started with this amazing episode, I want to tell you about my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants is a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. Ever wondered who made the MTV logo? Did you know the person who wrote Earth, Wind & Fire's hit song September also wrote the theme song for the hit 90s TV show Friends? On Silent Giants, we learn more about these amazing people and dig deep to learn more about their most famous works. Be sure to check out Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Now, let me introduce you to our special guest of OPP. Hi, everyone. This is Caroline Moss. I am the host of the podcast G Thanks Just Bought It. And today I am the guest on OPP. Here it is. God bless everybody and welcome back to another episode of OPP. Other People's Podcasts is America's number one podcast discovery platform that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is Caroline Moss, host of the amazing podcast, G Thanks Just Bought It. Each week, she and a savvy guest give you the real deal on their favorite recent purchases and reveal where you can find them too. On this episode, we learn more about Caroline, she gives shopping advice for men, we get her podcaster's picks, and of course, we get into her dope show, G Thanks, Just Bought It. So now, let me introduce you to Caroline Moss. So we're rocking and rolling. All right. Yo, Caroline. Yo. What's up? Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's it's we're recording this. It's early Saturday morning. It is, it's yeah. It's a beautiful day out. During the Hologooch. We're in the Hologooch. We're in between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's, which you taught me that phrase this morning and I think I'm gonna adopt it. No, you know what? I was at the bar last night and uh and I was talking to the guy and he goes, I'm like, yo, I'm so sorry, happy new year. And he was like, Yeah, not really. And I was like, Well, Happy holidays? And he was like, I guess. And I was like, dude, this is kind of that weird Hologooch period. And he was like, dude, you should buy that domain. You really should. <laughs> that's actually a really, that is like the new, like going into 2020, that's got to be like the festivus of like the next, <laughs> like a next generation festivus. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like we recognize this like three day span in between, you know, our last of the Christmas parties and the Hanukkah parties and then before the New Year's Eve party. Yeah. And you're like kind of stuck in this period of like, I'm tired of my family, but yes. I feel bad going to the bar. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's so great to have you on the show. Thank I'm already a big fan me. of you already. You have such good energy. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm preparing for my move to LA. I'm getting my energy ready. Oh, I'm so It's all about jealous. the energy. Yeah. And anyone who's followed me on the podcast knows that I have a love affair with Los Angeles, and I will end up there at one point. Come visit us. We'll be neighbors. Yes, please. Yeah. If we're still there. I'm sure we'll still be there. I don't want to move ever again, so I'm sure we'll just die there. Yeah, the one year is um, going to turn into 10. Just, <laughs> exactly. go, just go ahead and add a zero. I just, yeah, we said a year, but it was also like, well, if in a year do we really want to like pay to move back? Like, I think we'll probably just end up having to stay because we don't want to 
do the whole cross country thing again. So, so for the audience who's being, who who are listening to your voice for the first time, Caroline, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a I'm a freelance writer. Um, I live in New York. Well, if you're listening to this in three weeks from recording, I do not live in New York. I live in Los Angeles. Um, I am an author of a adult fiction book called Hey Ladies, which is about women, eight best friends, all via like reply emails, trying to plan events. Um, for their friend's wedding. So it's a lot of like, you know, oh, like we're doing a bachelorette weekend in Paris. Like everyone Venmo me $1,400 when like no one has like agreed to that. <laughs> um, it was, It's a huge like parody of kind of the experience of um, being involved in someone else's wedding in your 20s. It's like a very specific experience. And then I'm also the author of a kid series called Work It Girl, uh, which is about inspiring women and how they got to be where they are in their careers. So the first two books are about J.K. Rowling and Oprah. The second two books come out in February. Mae Jemison, who was the first black woman to go into space, and Michelle Obama, who we all know. Um, and it's basically like for seven to nine-year-olds and sort of teaching them about you know how you get that job. If you look at like people who have these like really cool jobs, hosting a talk show, you know, uh, going into space. It's like, how does that work? Where does that start? And like, how can a seven, eight, nine year old like really hone into the things that they love and try to parlay that into a, a life? Um, so that's what I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, um, so you know, no matter the, the job occupation, is there a common thread amongst all these women that, that they all had? Yeah, I mean, the common thread is, like, nothing is handed to them. You know what I mean? I think the the two after that are, like, Ellen DeGeneres and, and Beyonce. And it's, like, all these women were sort of in places as kids or as, like, young adults where they really had to, like, bust their asses to get what they wanted. And there were a lot of setbacks and a lot of challenges. And I always say that the most interesting thing about reading someone who has become really successful is that it's not a straight road. It's not like I woke up every day. and Like Beyonce's book is not, I woke up every day and I practiced really hard and now I'm Beyonce. I mean, like there is a lot going on. And I think kids that age are specifically like, we need to start at a younger age kind of being really honest with kids about like setbacks and hardships and, you know, uh, the things that like maybe people don't really talk about with children. Like everyone always wants to say, you know, just do your best and like you can be anything you want. And it's like, okay, well like let's get specific about that. Like how? And let's tell the stories of, of women who have done that. And so the common thread for all of them is that, you know, there's always a point in all of their lives where they were like, I'm ready to give up. Like this isn't gonna work out for me. I wanna be a talk show host. No one wants to give me a show. I wanna be a comedian. No one thinks I'm funny. Um, and they all have like broken through you know, those barriers. I, I saw that you uh, do a lot of speaking to, to children mm -hmm. uh, as well. Do you touch on this with them? And, and how do you how do you tell children uh, and give them realistic kind of tips about life? Yeah, I mean, like, it's really interesting. I am a white woman. And so I come from to this job from, like, an extreme place of privilege. And I understand that writing books about black people, um, like Oprah, like Mae Jemison, requires me to go into a classroom with children and be really, really honest with them about like what I learned during the process and what they need to learn. And luckily, like I'm always surrounded. I've, I've gone to a lot of schools that have like hugely diverse populations, which is so much easier. But there's always like a school or two um, where there's I'm really looking at just white children. And I think it's really important that at a really young age, you say like, 
it's not about Oprah being amazing and it's not about Mae Jemison being smart. It's like, let's talk about their history and their families. And we talk about how Oprah was born into a family where her parents really couldn't take care of her when she was a kid and she lived with her grandmother. And her grandmother was, you know, a maid essentially to a very wealthy white family. And the white family was really nice to her. They like gave her a Christmas gift and they gave her like, like leftover food. And like, that was her standard of like, this is the best job ever because these people just treat me like a human being. And that's what she wanted for her granddaughter. And we talk about that a lot when I go to visit kids is because like we have to understand that like times have changed and the same, the obstacles that Oprah was up against in the fifties and sixties are going to be different than the obstacles you're up against in 2020, but they all stem back to something very uh, concrete, which is that like there are people who are at a, a bigger advantage and people who are at a small, like a disadvantage. Yeah. And let's talk about why. And it's not just about working hard. And it's not just about getting good grades. And let's talk about what that means. And what I've learned is that kids are so receptive to it. And it's almost, they like are dying to hear about that. They get it and they want to learn more. And I think that that's incredible because I don't think that that was my I didn't come from that place when I was in second or third grade so it gives me hope that we're actually having more realistic conversations with kids at a really young age and and then there's there's more for there's less for them to unlearn later uh besides uh children I know you love to shop I love to shop (laughs) okay I love to shop so we are we are fresh off of the holidays what were some of your your recent purchases so many um so so now that I'm moving bringing things into my home feels ridiculous because I'm just gonna have to move them I'm still doing it anyway uh but I have to like tiptoe it's like is that an Amazon bag no (laughs) no it's not um I bought, what did I buy recently that I really, really loved? Um, well, one of the things that I've, I bought in the last like three months, let's say, because I really haven't been trying to, to overload my apartment, um, is this acupuncture mat that I love. So I had some like weird, I mean, you're 32, I'm 32. You got it. When you turn 30, your body just starts falling apart. It just changes. It's it's so weird. And everyone who's I'm sure older than us is like rolling their eyes and is like, just you wait. But like, you really feel it when you're 30. Yeah. All of a sudden your back starts like spasming and you're like, I'm just brushing my teeth. Like, how is that? Like, how did I just throw out my back? I'm brushing my teeth. Um, so this acupuncture mat is like you lie it on the floor and it's really it has all these like spikes and these like needles and you just lay down on it and it is the best it like feels crazy for the first like 30 seconds and then it's like drugs it feels amazing and I'm like an old person laying in my house like on this acupuncture mat but I feel like that that's where my obsession for shopping stems from is this idea that like if it if you can think of it, it probably already exists and then you can buy it and, <laughs> and you can use it. And like, that's very cool to me. Um, I'm not much of like a clothes, shoes, bags kind of person. I'm more of like a, st- I'm told I'm a total stuff person. Okay. So I-, I wonder this too, from a female's perspective, when you look at a guy, mm-hmm. right? Like what is an essential purchase that you feel like every man like needs to have? Please buy a moisturizer that is not a bar of soap that you also use on the rest of your body. Okay. I've said this before, but I have heard multiple men in my life say things like, oh, yeah, no, like, I just wash my face in the shower with, like, the bar soap. And I'm like, the same soap you use on your, like, 
your ass? Ass. Yeah. <laughs> For your gooch? The answer, right, the answer is yes. And it's like, oh, it's soap. Like, I know this is a little Seinfeld thing or like a friend strip where it's like, it's self-cleaning. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, I would love it if men got into skincare the, wi- the way that women are getting into skincare. Mm. A, because it's not fair that, like, we have to buy different products for, like, the different parts of our arm. It's like, oh, this is, like, your upper arm serum. And this is your lower arm moisturizer. And this costs $150. When men are out here using the same soap on their face that they're using on their butts. That's just... That's gender inequality. And you know what's funny? As I had an interview with uh, uh, Jessica Matlin of Fat Mascara. Uh Uh-huh. And she said the same exact thing about men and their skin. Yes. It's real. She said the same exact thing. It's, I think, honestly, I think women need to unionize over this. I think, like, we really, it's, it sucks that it's our job, but we all know a man. I think we have to, like, just bring them over to the other side. And it would be... Better for everybody. I mean, I know men who now wash their face with actual face wash and then put on like some sort of, you know, collagen moisturizer and they feel great. Okay, so so it's for like, let's let's go. For for men mm-hmm. who don't even know where to go and and, <laughs> and what pro, what products to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what about for uh, maybe the girlfriends who want to buy th- yeah. their their spouses? Yeah. These skin products, what should they purchase? Um, That's a really great question. So I think like the most important thing about skincare is that you have to know that everything is super hyped and super marketable. So it's like everyone's like, oh, this moisturizer is the best. And when it comes down to it, it's like whatever the ingredients in the moisturizer, whatever ingredients are in the moisturizer, it can be duplicated like over like a ton of products. So the first thing you have to do is like figure out like what your skin type is. So if you have a dude who has like dry skin or oily skin, like start there. So it's like best moisturizers for like X skin. There's no like one size fits all product, but like start with the basics. C to fill easy. We were all using it in, using it in middle school. Some people still use it. I do. Um, like a really, uh, nice, moisturizer so like go to a sephora or an ulta or even a cvs and like look for something that's just like has the word hydrating in it or like (laughs) it's very easy it's like water um and nothing like don't get anything i'm trying not to be specific because skin is so specific but don't get anything that like promises something unless you know that that's your problem area so if it's like you know for dry skin and you're like i don't really know if i have dry skin don't buy that don't buy that thing like start with the like Hydration. Start with like the moisturizer, and don't be afraid to put that stuff on your neck. There's a, Ooh. there's a. Um, someone said this to me the other day, and I thought it was really funny. I'd never heard it before. It's like, it's like from face. It's like from forehead to tits, and like it means that like anything you're putting on your face, you should put like all the way down to your boobs. Oh, like you got to get your neck and your, you know, cleavage because I've seen like, I've seen uh, acne. Like, like forms on the chest. So yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Makes sense. It does. There, acne, you can get acne on your chest, but also like wrinkles on your chest. Like the same wrinkles that appear on your face are going to go on your neck. Caroline. And I know. You're these, amazing. These are, these are things <laughs> I learned also like probably two years ago. And I was like, oh, it makes sense. But yeah, I think for guys who want to start like actually paying attention, it's really about like buying a moisturizer that like you actually apply. Um, now, what, what about what about clothing? Is there like a particular... Uh, thing for for dudes m- for dudes that you feel like yo this is like an essential when this is off in your wardrobe yeah bro you're just off your shoes your shoes talk to me right okay it's I, the first I'm, thing I'm a I big noticed. shoe guy you are, are like, you sne- would you say you're a sneakerhead so I you know what I, I'm a sneakerhead oh I'm looking at there is a I'm looking I like look to my right there is a shelf 
just sneakers. Of sneakers. Now, nice. now, I'm a sneakerhead in my head. Right, right, right. But not a sneakerhead in like, I, I, I would If I had all the money in the world, I would just buy all the new releases every single time. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm constantly looking at what's coming out. Okay. But, yeah, like, I, I would consider myself a sneakerhead. But I agree. I think shoes are the most important thing. Yep. Like, you start from the, the ankle down, yep. and then you move up. Yes, absolutely. If the shoes are wrong, I have a lot of questions. Like, it, it's... Like, I don't know. I don't, it, it always starts from the shoes for me. And I'm definitely not that kind of person that, like, before I was married was, like, looking at shoes and being like, I won't date you because your shoes are bad. But, like, you do notice. And if a guy had, like, good taste in shoes, I would somehow be more attracted to him. So it's, like, it, it like, works in a subtle, subconscious way. You're like, oh, that guy takes yeah, care of himself. See, I look at two things for guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's two things. For me, it's sneakers. Yep. But then also underwear. Underwear. Big. Because there's nothing worse. Like, if you have one of the fly sneakers, all right, so I want to get you on the street. Like, yo, what's up, shorty? You see, mm-hmm. you see your boy? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But then once we get back to, you know, doing grown people things. Yep. I don't want that, that the holy draws. I don't want like the fruit of the loom. You know what I mean? The holy underwear is like, what is up? Like you're a guy and you need to be an ally to women here. What is up with men keeping their underwear like past its prime? Dude, Way I, past I, its prime. I, I, I just don't understand how you could have one. Like I want to feel expensive overall. Yes. And it starts from within. It starts and from underneath. within and underneath <laughs> for women too. I mean like there is always, and I feel like people talk about it more for women because it's like, more of a like fashion and shopping thing and, and guys don't get this conversation but the first thing that we are drill like that gets drilled into our head with all these like fashion magazines when we're teenagers is like start with like a nice bra and nice underwear and you're gonna feel like really good yeah it's true like whenever my bra and my underwear like match i'm like okay i'm the boss okay. now i'm the ceo of the company caroline real yeah. talk yeah when a woman for me yeah. has on the matching bra panties situation. Are you like this woman has it together? She has it together. Right. She this woman has it together. Uh, no all, credit card debt, no student loans. Come on like now. she owns three cars. She cares. And she has property and she cares. She cares when I because you know what? I didn't plan on seeing this. Right. And she just cared. <laughs> right. And I'm like, wow. Right. Who are you? Which is really funny because it's like that's the nice part about it is that she did it for her and you're here thinking she did it for you, but she did it for her. <laughs> for her. That's why when women get dressed and men are like, I don't really understand this like fashion look and all women are like, it's not for you. It's for other women. Yes. Like we get like women get dressed for other women. We don't care what men think because we assume that you're not like noticing, but like anytime, you know how like the whole prairie kind of look is in right now, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. high neck and like, I love that look. I think it's really cute. And I have some stuff in my closet that fits that. Every time I put something like that on, my husband's like, like wh- you look like an American girl doll. And I'm like, yeah, but when women see this dress, like <laughs> people come up to me and they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, so. I already like we're already married. Like it doesn't matter what you think about. Like you yeah, have we're, to. We're in this. Like dude. right. Like we have a lot of paperwork to go through <laughs> if you want to actually leave. And and so I'm wearing the prairie dress. But I get so many compliments from women when I wear stuff like that. Versus men are like scratching their heads. So when it comes to the underwear, it's like the perfect thing. That's like men are like, oh man, like yeah, like for me. But women are like, I did this for me because it makes me feel powerful. <laughs> what, what what about uh, online shopping versus brick and mortar? Like, where, where do you stand on this kind of right I'm now? I'm an online shopper. Okay. Brick and mortar really stresses me out. I don't like, um, there was a really funny, there's a really funny picture that came out a little while ago that, that there was a Sephora that had two sets of baskets. It was like black baskets and red baskets. And the sign on it said, you know, like if you want someone, if you want an employee to come up and talk to you and help you, grab a black basket. If you want to just shop by yourself and not be bothered, grab a red basket. And I was like, oh, that's genius. Because I'm an introverted 
kind of shopper. Like if I'm shopping in brick and mortar, I want to be on my own. I want to take my time. If someone's breathing down my neck, being like, you want to try these jeans? You want to try these jeans? What about this sweater? What size are you? What? I'm like, oh my God, I'm just running out of the store. And so online shopping gives me the ability to like have it come to my house. I'm actually, and I will say I'm very good at returning things that I don't want to keep. And I know that that's a downfall for some people. Yep. But I like it coming to my house. That way, if I order a sweater, I can be like, these are the jeans I was imagining wearing it with. And I'll grab the ones I already have. These are the shoes. And like, let's see if the whole outfit works. Mm. So at the store, you get a few things. You don't get to try it on with anything else that you own. So you don't actually know if it works. And you also have a salesperson who's like, that looks amazing on you. And you're like, you're lying because you work (laughs) on commission. Like, you're like, this doesn't look amazing on me, but I appreciate it. So, and I'm susceptible to like a nice compliment. So if the woman's like, oh my God, no one has ever looked better. I'm like, you're right. No one has ever looked better. (laughs) I'll take seven. Um, So I prefer an online shopping moment because it makes me feel like I'm a little bit more in control. I can imagine the thing that I'm buying against the clothes that I already have. And I can do it in my own time. Caroline, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to see your podcast. G, thanks. Just bought it. Cool. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Caroline, we back in the zone. We're back. Okay. All right. So we, I want to take this way, way, way back. Okay? Yeah. So tell me, how did you first discover the medium of podcasting? Um... I'm embarrassed to say it, but like it was when everyone started listening to cereal. Yeah, no. I'm sure a lot of people say that though. But yeah, I mean, I didn't like narrative podcasting, especially. That was like, holy shit. Like, I did not listen to podcasts before that, and I was hooked on cereal. And, and then I was like, what other podcasts are there? And it turns out there's a lot. Um, but yeah, it was cereal, 2014, fall 2014. Did you, did you ever think to yourself that you would want to start your own podcast or have one? Yes, um, but also, you know, I was, like we said about kids sort of having no, um, like, impulse control. Like, they don't think about, like, failure and stuff. It made me too nervous. I was like, I would want to do a podcast, but then I was like, oh, I don't know. What if no one listens? And, like, what if I can't do it? And, like, what if it's dumb? And I think for a long time I was like, this is for other people, not for me. But it always sounded fun. I mean, podcasts are great because – no one can see you, but you can still sm- smell. But you can still <laughs> you, you can, can still smell. You can. you can still smell. No one will see you, but you can still sound very smart, yes. and that's cool. <laughs> like, don't shower. Just come share your. Don't your shower, tales. and you're so smart. It's right. Cool. Exactly. <laughs> all, the, all the important things. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that like it was something I could do. Um, and I it always was in the back of my head. Uh, so for folks who have not listened to your podcast, G, thanks, just bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me an elevator pitch uh, f- about the show. So we all buy stuff. We all love the stuff that we buy. And I think instead of getting product recommendations from strangers online who are leaving, you know, five stars or one star for any reason, you want to hear from people you know and people that you trust. And it also doesn't have to be the best or the least expensive or the most expensive product. Basically, like, I want to go into – it's like this podcast goes into, you know, your house and – you want, I want you to show me, like, best thing you bought 
recently. Like, tell me about it. And tell me how much you spent and tell me why other people need to buy it too. And it's as simple as that and it's pretty fun. Now, tell me the origin story of how this podcast came together. So in the summer, um, I bought this under desk elliptical. It is an elliptical, but it is just the foot part. And you put it under your desk and while you are working, you can like pump your feet. And it was $80 and it was one of those things where you're like, I can't believe this exists and I didn't know it existed. Like this is so smart or it's also really like it also could be really stupid. I need to try it. So I work from home. My desk is in my kitchen and there were days where I would not get up at all. Like, you know, you're just working and you're just sitting and you get up and you're like, like again, when you're in your thirties, you're like bones are cracking and your muscles hurt or whatever. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if I could find something that I could still sit and do my work and I wouldn't have to like break focus, but I could really like, it's it's not going to the gym, but like we're moving. We're like, we're actually just moving. We're getting the blood pumping. So I bought this under desk elliptical and I put it under my desk. And once I caught my stride on it and was able to like type and pedal at the same time, I was like, this is pretty fucking genius. Um, So I tweeted like the best thing I bought in the last month was this under desk elliptical. And I linked to it on Amazon. I got so many questions and people were like, oh my God, I'm buying this. Oh my God, I didn't know this existed. Oh my God, this is so crazy. Um, And some people bought it and were like, this isn't for me. And some people bought it and were like, I love it. So it's not like, oh, like this is a one size fits all thing. Everyone needs to get this. It's like, if you're a person who sits at your desk all day and wishes they got like, got to walk around more and move more, like try it. It worked for me. Um, and then it spun into this like thread that I called the hashtag wire caro, like a play on wire cutter, um, which was just me kind of being like, this thing is cool. Like, here's a thing I own and it's cool. And then people would give their recommendations. And it spun into this thread that was getting like a ton of traction. And uh, a friend of mine, Dory Shafrir, who is a producer, um, I'm sorry, producer, she's a host of Forever 35, the podcast with Kate Spencer, was like, you should do YouTube like unboxing videos of like all this stuff you're buying. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I can't even imagine a world in which I have the ring light and like I'm doing an unboxing <laughs> of like a elliptical and I'm 32. I'm not like eight and I'm not 20. And I was like, I'm not doing a YouTube channel. Like, this just leaves me open to so much criticism and like people making fun of me. I can't do it. And I was like, but, you know, I would do a podcast about this. And she was like, I'll get back to you. Like, give me a week. And what ended up happening was Forever 35 wanted to start like a network of podcasts. Like they are a podcast that is um, that fills this void for women who are not 20 um, and women who are not getting AARP magazine and like just want to talk about face like face serums and self-care and vacations and travel and all of this kind of stuff. Um, and they want to reach like new audiences and kind of build their network. And they were like, why don't you come on as our first podcast in this family? And I was like, done. Yeah, I'll do it. So that's how it came to be. We sort of we we went from, you know, recommending this under desk elliptical to to like having like a full blown recommendation podcast where people just talk about the stuff that they love that they've bought. You've had some amazing guests on the show. I have. Uh, t- t- tell me about. Some so of the Allison guests. Roman is was my first guest. She's a friend of mine and she's amazing. For those of you who don't know her, though, I can't imagine there are many. She is a incredibly successful chef and cookbook author, and she has this new book, Nothing Fancy, which is like 
I don't know how to cook, but every time I read her cookbooks, I'm like, oh my God, I could, <laughs> I could be a chef too. She's amazing. She's so great. And she came on and she brought this product that was so cool. It's like this silicone like spatula thing that she uses in a lot of her like cooking videos that it turned out that a lot of people who watch her videos were like, I want to know what that is. So it perfectly like answered a lot of questions for people that I didn't even know they had. Um, I had Dodi Stewart on the show. She works on the Metro section at the times. She's amazing. She's super fun. We had, let's see, uh, Madison Kircher, who is a staff writer at Vulture came on and talked about this like blow dry tool for her hair that she said like changed her life. Like it's really fun because what we don't talk about is all the stuff that I think, they're used to talking about on podcasts. Like Allison always has to talk about her books and Madison talks about a story that she just wrote. It's like, we know who you are. Just come on, tell us what you're spending money on. I always say podcasting is amazing for two things. Yeah, It's amazing to either enhance the brand you've already built yeah. or to build a brand that you want to get into. How has this podcast helped your, your brand? Well, it's like we're still so new, but what I'm realizing is that, you know, it, it's such a nice compliment to being a freelancer. It like allows me so much freedom in my job and in my like chosen path of, of being a writer to sort of like explore other conversations I want to be having and to feel that it is enhancing and adding to like the knowledge that I can bring in other parts of my career. Like writing books is great, but it's not something that you do nonstop. Like you have to fill the gaps between the books that you write and the more importantly, maybe the checks that come in from those books. Yeah. Like the book I have written now, like six kids books and like one book for adults. And it's not like, there's no way I could just do that. And, like, I think there's a misconception among people who might want to break into the writing space that, like, you write one book and you're set for life, which is just not the case. You have to cobble together other ways of making money and surviving so that you can keep doing the thing that you love, but that isn't the most lucrative thing in the world. And being able to do this podcast is, like, wonderful because it's, yes, it's a way to have, like, a another sort of income but it's also like these are conversations I want to be having anyway this is like exactly who I am and it's exactly the kind of conversations I like having with people and to be able to say like okay now we're putting it in a specific place and it's like regimented and scheduled is so helpful and it allows me then to write more books and write more things without having to feel like I need to go back to the desk job and and work nine to five for a company uh, what do you want listeners uh, to walk away with after listening to your podcast? I do not. It is not. Um, I want listeners to walk away with like a few things. I don't want them to feel like they have to buy every single thing that we talk about. Like that's not really the point. The point is that there are so many sites that are like, this is the best this. This is the best version of this. Like if you want this, you get this one thing. That's like not what this is. This is like we're all moving around in the world trying to make our lives easier. And a lot of times that includes making a purchase that fulfills some sort of void or fixes some sort of problem that we have. But it's all specific to us. So, like, I want people to walk away with this idea of, like, you can just buy something that you think that you'll like or that you think might help 
with an issue that you're having. Um, and it doesn't have to be the best thing. Like you can just try something and see if it works. And if you love it, then you should have a platform to be able to talk about it. And it doesn't have, like this should not all funnel into one place where it's like, like when it comes to refrigerators, like there's only one. Like when it comes to shoes, there's only one. Like these are the best socks and this is the best lipstick and this is this. It's like, here's, here's my story and here's why I like this thing. Might work for you, it might not. So I want people to walk away with this like, you know, kind of freedom to be like, Sure, everyone's buying this thing, but it's not for me, and that's okay. Caroline Moss, we've gone to a point in the show called our podcasters' picks. Yeah. Now, this is when I asked the guests of today's show to provide me with their top three favorite podcasts that they enjoy that we should be listening to. So, Caroline, take it away. Okay, so I love Who Weekly, Lindsay Weber, Bobby Finger. They have been going for four years now. Do you know Who Weekly? No. Oh, Who Weekly is the best. Okay. Okay, Who Weekly is the best. Who Weekly spun from them being kind of obsessed that when you go to the grocery store and you look at the cover of Us magazine, the person on the cover is like totally unrecognizable. You're like, who? Like, who is that? <laughs> like, they're like star of like season 14 of The Bachelor, like says. And you're like, like, hey, we're on season 37 of The Bachelor. So who the hell was on season 14 yeah. of The Bachelor? And they do this whole thing where it's like every week they just focus on the whole show is, I'm not doing a great job explaining this because I'm so excited. It's who's and it's them's. So you're either a who or you're a them. And a lot of people in these tabloids are like who's. It's like like the the kids of Real Housewives would be like a total who. You know, the people who are on Dancing with the Stars, total who's. They, they're obsessed, the number one who is Rita Ora. They're obsessed with Rita Ora. They have like a whole segment about what Rita Ora is up to. And they have cultivated this insane community of people who love their podcast and it like makes it so much more fun to listen to because they do these call-in shows and you'll have you'll hear people being like like figuring out like who's a who who's a them talking about what the who's are up to talking about what Rita Ora is up to and their podcast is so good because it's like segmented and regimented and you kind of know what's coming the Rita Ora segment has its own theme song it's so funny so if you like celebrity news it's like a perfect antidote to the like very it's like interactive page six totally yeah. and like better like yeah. you know like the whole like us magazine like stars they're just like us like jake gyllenhaal's eating a salad like i also eat salads like they take it to another level it's so good um i love who weekly i love in the dark i really suggest that you listen to it because uh they do such a good job with like narrative storytelling. Like, yeah, serial was everyone's kind of like first foray into that. And like everyone started getting into true crime in the dark season. One is about the Jacob lettering case, which is this really interesting story that I had knew nothing about. It's the first, it's the, it's the, um, it's the kidnapping case that sparked the need for the like sex offender registry. Mm. So it's really, really incredible because there's not a lot of mystery to it it actually breaks down a ton of problems with like the police who were in charge of this case and in terms of like okay what does the public need to know versus like how does privacy work in this kind of situation like do we publish a list do we not publish a list do we make the list available you know and there's all of this stuff that goes into it and it and it's and it is sparked from this one little boy who you know, went down to the video store with his friends and never came back. And it is incredibly well produced and well done. It's wow. really fun to listen okay, I'm to. I'm going to tune in, I promise. It's really, really, really good. Um, and I will listen to any 30 for 30 podcast whoop, whoop. there is. I love 30 for 30. Yeah. I'm not a sports person. <laughs> I love it. I just finished listening to um, 
the 30 for 30 episode. Well, the Sterling Affairs I listened to. Did you listen no. to that? Oh, my God. You were behind. I, I am behind. I'm leaving you with a list. <laughs> the Sterling Affairs was really good. It was like a five-part um, uh, series, episodic series about Donald Sterling, who owned the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like caught on the hot mic. Oh, yeah. Uh, or who's like mistress like recorded him being racist. It's incredibly told. And then there's this other 30 for 30 episode that I love um, that is about the women who went to, to do the tour of the Arctic circle. Like they left their families in the nineties and like, just like did a tour of the Arctic circle and like they failed a few times and they went back. It's amazing. It's like, should be a Disney movie. It's wow. so good. All right. And uh, Caroline, before we get out of here, yeah. why do you podcast? I love to talk. I love to talk and I think you know what the more the more mediums there are to to be able to like speak to things that we care about whether it be shopping or things a little bit more serious I think the better I think there should be more outlets so that more people can have voices wow Caroline Moss, it's such Yay, a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is a this fun is, conversation. This is You're really so fun. fun. Oh, thank you. You're so fun. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a list of, of podcasts that you need to listen to before I leave. Yes, yes. Give, give me a, a Hologooch Christmas The Hologooch Christmas list. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you don't buy Hologooch.com, I'm going to go home and do okay, it. Okay, so. all right. All right. Well, someone on this podcast is going to do it. So <laughs> I better do it right now. Perfect. Caroline, thank you so much for thank being a guest you. on the show. You rock. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Caroline Moss. Stay tuned to the very end of this episode to listen to the official trailer of G Thanks Just Bought It. And you can find her dope show on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode was mixed by Joshua Coleman. Theme music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, please be sure to leave us a five-star review in the Apple app and let me know your favorite podcast in the review section. Lastly, before we get out of here, be sure to check out my other show, Silent Giants. This show highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. You can find Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Well, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pod bless y'all. Till next time. Caroline Moss, the host of G Thanks Just Bought It, the new podcast about what we just bought and what you need to buy next, brought to you by the producers of Forever 35. Each week on the show, a guest and I evangelize about something we bought and quickly realized we can't live without. Look, it's pretty simple. We all buy things that we love and things that make us happy, things that we consider money well spent. And they may not be fancy things or even expensive things or even necessary things, but they're purchases we want to shout about from the mountaintops. And so maybe you will buy and love them too. It's easy, it's simple, and it's fun. And this is G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast about what you need to buy next. Join in for the first episode, dropping on Friday, November 29th with guest Allison Roman. You won't want to miss it. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 